Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about secret identities, fail-safe magic spells, and an entire village being murdered. Because that happened, and I can't unsee it. Game of Thrones 2. Yeah. This, was, this, was, this was a normal, fine thing to see, I guess. No. I mean, you know, God, you know, red, start with the red wedding and then you move to Regina in her red coat. She's just carrying on the tradition. Exactly. Exactly. Before the show even came out. George well, R. R. Martin, I'm, who? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I am Beth Elderkin and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I'm very good. I have a very large white claw because there are no oh. laws with white claws and it is now uh, apparently hot girl summer. And I. I'm I'm going for it, I guess. Hot girl summer. <laughs> Wait, is that is that the tagline? There's no laws with white claws or something. There's no. I don't think it's actually white claws label. Like it was just a funny thing people started saying. Um, which you know, obviously not to get super political, but like the WHO came out or the World Health Organization was just like women of childbearing age shouldn't drink at all ever for any reason. Um, that was why I was like, um, excuse me, there are no laws with white claws, so I do what I want. <laughs> I like that. And I've got myself a hard seltzer as well. Uh, so cheers to you, Abby. Cheers. Uh, because we are here to talk about season two, episode 20, The Evil Queen. And this is the uh, last setup episode before what's basically a two-part season two finale. Abby, we have made it almost all the way through season two. How are you feeling right now? Uh, Bamboozled by time itself. <laughs> um, I... I know we've kind of stretched it out with these um, these extra like weeks, like the two week schedule, which is mm-hmm. great. I'm really enjoying it, but it, it's still going very quickly in my brain. Yeah. Um. I I did like I something I don't remember what it was, but something like one of those. Hey, remember when whatever came up or something? And I was like, oh yeah, we just kind of just started doing this, and I'm glad we've again. I'll say it every time. I'm glad we made this decision. I'm still very confident in this decision. <laughs> do this and i'm glad we're watching it at a very nice slow clip to savor it i feel like i feel like we're savoring it like at a fancy at a fancy wine tasting just like mm, mm. 
the tannins. Yes, the, uh, the amuse bouche. We're 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 savoring every last morsel. And and side note, um, I you know we were one of the two uh, new charmed recap podcasts. Then it was down to one, uh, hosted by our, our friend Allison Pregler, and now it is zero because Allison and Phelan gave up as well. And you know. <laughs> Cheers to them because y- y'all, it, I, we, we can't anymore. I don't, I don't want to take any of the agency of their decision away, but I have to think that she saw us jump out of the ship and went, hmm, was that an option? <laughs> Can I also just leave? Uh, I, I just thought this was, I was just like, there's an exit. We can leave over here. Just come on. Don't, you don't have to keep doing this. So I, I'm. Yes, a salute. I I think that was the gift that I sent her to. It was the Jack Sparrow salute of the uh, just. Yeah, we didn't make it, right. and I can't keep up. Like I don't understand anything from any of the 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 posts that people make about it. No, at all. It's so confusing. Apparently, uh, Abigail's uh, actress is leaving the show. Um, maybe Harry or something's wrong with Harry. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, oh wow! It's a whole situation. There, I, I don't know. CW doesn't know what's going on. They're reshooting. I don't know if you have eyes on any of this, but they're reshooting the Powerpuff Girls pilot because the first version of it was so terrible. Oh yes, I read the script with our beautiful Dove Cameron of Descendants. Of I legit thought it was a, I legit thought it was a fake script when I first read it. I was like, this cannot be real. Diablo Cody, what are you even doing? I just, yeah. You were, you were, you were, you were the light. You were the light of our lives in the early 2000s. What happened? What happened? It's just what happens when you get too big and no one wants to tell you no. Like, that's right. where I'm at. So. Anyway, what are we talking about? What, what yeah, we are talking about Matt Once Upon a Time, you guys. And this is an evil queen focused episode, Um, which I don't know how you feel, Abby, but I had mixed feelings about this one. I mean, it was a great star showcase for Regina, for Lana Perilla. Like, she was great in this episode, very nuanced and multifaceted. But also the way Regina acts in this episode, both in the past, like, in the present, but mostly in the past, like, in some ways felt totally out of place. Like, all of a sudden, in the middle of her conquest after order you know orchestrating the murder of her husband and seizing control she's like you know i could be good right like people like me like people like me right oh they don't like but they could like me uh and then snow is like oh maybe snow could like me oh she doesn't like me anymore because i murdered all these people yeah they tried to so like they make a reference to the timeline by way of Rumple mentioning that he had just acquired Belle. Uh, so, like, that's where it's supposed to hint that we are in Regina's mm-hmm. progress. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was getting very, like, teenage Regina vibes from this. Um, but also, at no point did I think that Regina was ever a kind of a queen that thought that the people loved her. Um, nor would she ever have the delusion that that would happen. Uh, because I don't think any part of Cora's teaching involved, and the people will love you for it. No, it's you have power. They're they're probably not going to like you. But that just it's the um, it's that really toxic line where if every if everyone is mad at you, it's probably because you're doing something right. It's that logic, and I I just didn't understand Regina's. Well, obviously the people will love me. 
they will be hailing me. And then she's shocked to find out that they don't. I don't, I, I feel like in any other episode, I never coded Regina to thinking that or never thought that Regina was coded that way. Yeah, I feel like more it would have been maybe, you know, she puts on the veneer that she doesn't care, but then you get the hints underneath that really she does. Instead of it being so overt of this is a desire that she has to feel justified, have it be more of um, something like that's in her subconscious that she doesn't even understand. Yeah. But, you know, it's once upon a time. Subtext is often just text. Uh, Yeah, subtext. No, 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 no. Just text. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely, and I have some things to unpack about the snow development because I thought it was good and then it just crashed and burned very quickly. Oh, it was um, so good until that point. But yeah, let's get started. So so Regina is is heading to a village because there's a word that someone's hiding out there that she wants to find. And she's which, awkwardly riding a horse. Regina must have forgotten how to ride a horse. First of all, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I do like when they sometimes hint to what I call dirty hair Regina Day, where it's just like, this is not wash day, so all of my hair will be in a nice French knot, no extensions, no anything, just a nice hat so no one can tell that it's full of dry shampoo. Um, Because (laughs) she has the very tight, and she's got the, but I think it's also supposed to mean that she's younger, and maybe her hair hasn't grown out to its voluminous level. Um, Which, I love this outfit. This is like like i don't know queen of pan am going on situation where she's got the hat um and she's got the shoulder pads and like the red i love this this is a great look for her and, and a riding crop and a riding crop yes uh she wa- they walk into a little like hut thing and the, her guard is just like oh she's not here she's like Ugh. obviously Greg, yeah. Did you love Gregory. how she just called all the guards by their names this episode? Something she's yes. never done before and likely will never do again. No. It was just a one episode thing, and which I really loved it. I think it, like I I love that they did this, and I they did it in the beginning part to make sure that we understood later when she started naming them that it would make sense. But I do wish that was like a through line of this is how we know that Regina's good. She's remembering the names of people like she cares about her people. You know, like, you know what? We should give Greg a raise. Like, he's been <laughs> doing like a really good job. Who's Greg? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just assumed like his name. But I love that she's like, uh, yeah, Greg, there's no one here. And then she like walks in and then monologues about how no one's here. <laughs> she le- she was here, but now she's not here. Greg in the bag. I I know that you, you just yelled at me about that. You know what? I swear. I swear. I'm talking to HR later. Uh, so she leaves. And she, as she's leaving, she's just like, these people hid Snow White. So you know what I think we should do? Kill every single one of them. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, because none of them will are willing to turn over Snow's location in exchange for a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah. Let's be honest. If they did, like, they all know. Hey, if I if I out it, like, she's gonna do some bad shit. Yeah. So so let me know how. Like, so this is how I felt at the end of the scene, as she's just like, "Bye, Z's." I was like, "So are they actually gonna die?" Because like, I thought the scene was gonna keep going, where a guard, like Snow, was gonna be in the crowd, being like, "Shh, shh, shh get away, get away, get away," or or like a guard would just be like, "Oh, I'm secretly Snow White. Get away, get away." But no. It cuts to her at the castle, and they having them all been murdered. Yeah, it just cuts to the castle. Also, yeah, just like kill them all. And he's like, "Yeah, Greg, got it on it." Like, okay, listen, Greg, 
All right. Uh, yeah, all no, right, I, I was like, kill them all. Kill all of them. Uh, is this Get like, tacos. is this like a high priority thing? Like I should be doing this now or do you still need me to go get coffee for, oh, this is first? Got it. Got it. Yeah. I'll kill everybody top, and then I'll priority. bring you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I had my, we were in, we were in sync. So when we yeah. circle back later, um, yeah, we can talk about this. We're going to do a great job. Any, any, any theories on how, like, or any uh, ideas on how you want me to do this? Anything? Got it. Got it. Thanks, boss. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Regina then just decides that she wants to, like, she's starting to talk to Rumple, and she's like, I'll just, like, yeah, I'm just gonna hand wave, because this whole episode was like a hand wave. She's like, (laughs) I just need to get close enough to Snow to be able to choke the life out of her, so how about you just disguise me? And I love this, like, dunk on her by Rumple of being, because she's like, can you teach me my mother's disguise? uh spell and he's like well she learned it it took her did he say weeks or months or a month it took her like a Uh, month like a while yeah Yeah, it took her like a small amount of time that doesn't seem like as much like it's supposed to seem kind of long but not super long but she did it really well you in a month i don't know maybe some highlight like and he just starts naming hairstyles like you know i don't know change your hair color get some highlights some ombre i don't know like yeah, I, I love the mentioning highlights in the enchanted forest. I love the idea that like there's some sort of like hair dye company that you can get. It's just like there's like some sort of like enchanted forest arctic fox that you could get a hold of, and that at some point there was probably a frosted tips phase that charming one hundred percent went through. I um, mean, you know who would be all up on that? The ladies who tavern. Oh, they're listen. all getting their hair done by the Arctic Fox and and shooting the shit. Oh, the ladies who tavern always have the freshest hair. Uh, yes. And they always just, con- like, nails and hair. Like, that's what they do before brunch. Like, they have to look 10 out of 10 before they go there. That's just what They would do. have so much to talk about because you can damn well bet the ladies who tavern would see right through Regina's disguise and be like, why is this woman just, like, defending the queen? You guys... What if that's the queen? Should we say something? Because she's about to get her head chopped off. Nah, let's let it play out. Play no, no, out no, see no, what no, happens. No, no. Um, I don't know, but we do, do definitely need to not come here anymore. They don't have mo- mimosas. They only have bellinis. And frankly, I just, it no. is not a substitute. It's not a substitute. No. I'm sorry. Linda, I'm sorry. It's not the same. <laughs> I miss I Lisa need Jones. my vitamin C. <laughs> I need my vitamin C. Because we're talking about pirates in this episode. We don't want scurvy, guys. We do not Drink want scurvy. <laughs> oh, the oh. Lady Oh, God, I love them so but, Yeah, much. but, like, they also have, this like, whole the thing bags. of, like, Regina being like, oh, yeah, all I have to do is murder Snow White, and then all the people are going to love me, and I get my happily ever after. Like, this is the parallel with the modern part where she's like, oh, if I just murder everybody, like that's just her solution is murdering people. If I murder everybody, Henry and I will be happy. Yeah, like, Henry will love me. So she has a, this, there's this parallel they're trying to draw between the past and the present. And it feels very written for that purpose. And it doesn't feel organic. So my problem with it is that they're trying to marry two of Regina's goals. Regina has two very conflicting goals because she can't achieve both. If she's, like, at the same time. You can't do, like, I want to kill Snow, but I also want to be a beloved queen. Can't do both. You can't be, like, a ruling queen, but also, like, be so hyper-fixated on murdering somebody who wronged you when she was eight years old. Like, it just, you can't do both. You can't half-ass both things. You have to pick one. 
Um, and that's the same thing that happens in the future, like in that whole thing is that, and Regina's little speech to Henry before she like time turns his face. I don't understand how that worked, but it's the same thing where she's like, she's like got a really good goal in mind. She wants to be with Henry, but then like her other part of her goal makes her a lunatic. So just like, yeah. you were fine. Just end the story earlier and you were fine. Like you can do those things. You just have to pick one, pick a mm -hmm. hobby and stick with it and you'll succeed. You can't do both. That's so when they tried to put it together, think like saying that she was thinking that if she killed Snow, people would like her, that doesn't make any sense. These were always two conflicting goals with her because she's trying to do this to be impressive to mommy, but she also wants to kill Snow for her own personal reasons. I mean, if, if you want to be like give it a more liberal and more loose interpretation, I think she f believes everyone should hate Snow as much as she does. And like, yeah. why doesn't everybody else see Snow the way I do? I'm the good guy. Snow's the bad guy. If I kill her, then everyone's going to see how bad she is. That's where the logic is wrong. Like, the everything else kind of makes sense in her twisted mind. But her thinking murder is the solution is where it gets it gets muddled. Yeah, like, I, I guess I I agree. Like there's there's like this very muddy narrative that kind of plays out of her not realizing that Snow is a hero amongst mm -hmm. them because she's still like it's a thing where you like forget that people get older like you're just, like this person who is now like in their thirties with a kid like doing this whole thing you still think about them as a little shithead that they were in middle school just like that guy that guy no that guy sucks no that guy's actually like he he he's just doing okay for himself like he's, he grew up you know it's like no he sucks. Um, that's how Regina is. Regina is just an adult who never, like, let someone get older. Uh, so yeah, she decides that she's gonna, like, get disguised as this just awful, ugly peasant who isn't ugly at all. <laughs> like, she's a beautiful woman with just some, like, kind of crazy hair and a uh, burlap sack situation with her clothes. Still yeah, looks stunning. White, she had white girl dreads. I was trying to figure that out. I was yeah. trying to figure out the matting situation because it did look like it was, there was some interlocking shit going on. So I, oh, yeah. I, I was, I was wondering, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I, this, when she's like, oh, disguise me, I figured this was an homage to the, the, the previous yeah. story. Yeah. Where she was going to get disguised as an old woman because that hasn't happened yet. But yeah. and, and especially like they could have had her be anybody because you just see Regina the whole time, which was a detail I liked. I, I liked that we weren't getting a whole episode of seeing somebody else and with Regina pantomiming the voice underneath, you know. Oh, that God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have yeah, been, yeah, yeah. been a nightmare. It had very like just to go back to Charmed for a second. But, you know, it was the thing where like, oh, they're disguised as other women. We never see these women. <laughs> <laughs> if they look in the mirror that you can kind of see that they're different women but otherwise yeah. it's just it's just piper like it's not somebody else <laughs> we paid for her to be on screen we will continue to have her on screen but rumple's but, uh rumple spell uh comes with two prices one yes. to regina herself and then one she has to pay in order to make it happen which is a little a little nugget for other things in motion yeah so she she's not allowed to like free herself of the spell she has to call him very specifically yeah, she has to call him and he will take it away but also she can't use her magic which mm -hmm. she continues to forget and <laughs> like so in funny. the most elaborate terrible way regina 
I, it's like she had two brain cells and they took one away. Like, everything she does after she gets turned into this different woman drives me bonkers. Every single thing. It's like she lost all critical thought. <laughs> I hate it. And then Rumple is like, oh yeah, also cut off all trade with King George because I need oh my him god, to I be forgot destitute. About that. Oh my god, I love that. And she like only kind of puts up a fight. She's like, what, King? I love him. And he's like, no, do it. Okay. All right. Like that's yeah, just she trying, supposed to. This is not really good to get the people to love you. Cutting I off know. trade with a neighboring country and ally. Oh, we're we're going to cut it off? Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> Hilariously setting into motion Snow finding her true love. Way to go, Regina. Way to go. Good job, Rumple, for your future seeing puzzle piece mind. Um, so she goes and he says it like, this is the part that that kind of made me mad. It's just like, this is the the weird spoon feeding that, that, that they start getting really bad about later. But he's just like, be careful. <laughs> sometimes you are going to hear something that you wouldn't be a privy to before and you're not going to like it. And she's like, not me. I'm fine. <laughs> Five seconds later, she hears something she doesn't like and literally throws such a fit. They drive her up to be beheaded. Like she has been disguised as this woman for 15 seconds and she just <laughs> runs out like a lunatic. Like it, it, I, it's just, I don't understand. Like, it's Princess Jasmine leaving uh, leaving and going to see the... But she was, like, Princess Jasmine didn't know. She was just, a, like, a dumb kid who didn't know that life outside the palace walls kind of sucks. And you're not allowed to just hand apples to small street urchin kids. You'll get your hand cut off. Uh, no, Regina knew. She knew she was told explicitly and should know the world that she has. Uh, bad queen. Bad queen doesn't know what her markets are like. Yeah. So... And, yeah. and then, and, and yeah, she, she's just like, how dare you? It's your queen. <laughs> it is me. Foof, foof, foof with my hands. What is she doing with her hands? I don't, woof, woof, woof. It's fire. Man, there's nothing there. Woof, woof, woof. Like, she's, it's so bad. And then her queens. Okay. So basically she finds that there's apparently a game in the market, um, which is a very bold strategy. Like, do they have some sort of like devil's wear, devil wears Prada, like warning that like she's coming, like everyone just starts screaming that she's here and everyone starts putting on their good shoes uh, and hiding away the murder games that they have. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just where we, we throw axes at the queen. <laughs> what a bitch. And she's like, oh, this is treason. And then the, and then the queen's guards show up and, He's like, eh, it looks kind of like her. She's like, how dare you, Derek? I know your family. I know. And she's like, okay. Let's go and take this guy up. We got some good, like, guard personality in this episode, which we've, like, never had before. And what I liked about this was it kind of implied the guards already knew, like, shit like this was happening, and they don't care. No, like, they, they don't really, care. No. Like, they, they do not give a shit about, like, they're... Like they're punishing the woman who is speaking out about against it, because they just they're just mean and they want to harass somebody. <laughs> yeah, this feels like modern commentary. Mm. Oh, mm. 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 interesting! Uh, how an old show still speaks to new problems. It's almost <laughs> like mm. it's, it's almost like it's not a new problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I got that same impression too, where it was just like, these are two guys, these are just two dudes, they know what their job is, and their job is to, 
to take this girl and harass her and do what she's supposed to. But at the same time, they're also going to just be like, yeah, I know. We play this game every Thursday. We got money on it. Like, it's just like they also hate the queen, but they do have a job. Like, and so. <laughs> you look on the high score, Derek is like number six. Yeah, He's Derek's getting up, right up there. there. He's like, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to get up there. Yeah, well, Derek, you need to go home to your wife. Like, stop coming and playing the queen murder game. She needs help. You have three kids. Like, stop it, Derek. <laughs> Like, it's hard, okay? It's hard. I had to murder a whole village today with Greg. Um, <laughs> so they, like, take her up to go, like, murder her. And everyone's there being, like, shocked but not doing anything about it. Guys, listen. I don't want to sound like some sort of crazy anti-establishment person. But there were just two of them. There's a whole crowd of them. Riot. Revolution. <laughs> You could take all of them very easily, but instead, could. But do they want to? I think that's where they're kind of getting on their nerves. They're kind of conflicted, like because it's just one of those. You know what? The queen didn't kill me today, so I guess I won't look the. I'm gonna look the other way when someone else is causing problems. It's probably fine. Uh, but then. Right before something terrible happens, in comes a hooded hero with a bow and arrow, which now has led me into an entire headcanon about why she later falls in love with Robin Hood. <laughs> Whole thing to unpack there. Because oh! Snow comes in like a freaking badass with like just kicking the shit out of anybody to save Regina. She mm-hmm. at some point takes an errant rusty knife because apparently they just have rusty knives. Um, but Snow White comes and saves her. And drags her off to like 10 feet away from the village that Snow was just at. It's all you need. Ah, uh, just whatever. So I, I like this scene. I like I like the scene because like when, when Regina wakes up in this like very clear tent situation, like <laughs> that Snow cleans up everything so she can run because she's like, leave no trace. You left a whole ass tent. An entire tent. You left it here. Like, Mm -hmm. they know you were here. Honey, please. But she wakes her up and she's just so gentle with her because Regina is disguised as what looks like a younger woman. Like, a young teen. Like, old teen, young 20s maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not much older than Snow White is at the moment. And she's like, what's your name, honey? Like, where are you from? Like, what's going on? Why were you? Like, she doesn't question anything else. She's just like, what's your name? You'll be fine. You've been stabbed. You have an infection. And you're also fever ridden. I wish they would have played up the fever-ridden part just a bit more. Um, it would have explained a bit more of how Regina acts mm-hmm. in this scene because it's very uncharacteristic of the evil queen that we've come to know. Side note, for some reason, I, I have the I have the subtitles on when I'm watching so I can make sure I, I don't saw miss too. anything. I saw it too. Queen Eva. Queen Eva! Who's Queen Eva? <laughs> I tried to take a screenshot, but if you've ever tried to take a screenshot uh, on Netflix or Disney Plus, you know that it's just a black screen with the subtitles because you're not allowed to have fun, apparently. They're against fun. Uh, Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. I forgot about that. I was like, Queen Eva, who's Queen Eva? Anyway. Uh, Anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Snow is basically like, look, I'm going to, um, it's going to hurt. I'm going to heal you. It's going to hurt like hell. So I'm just going to tell you a story. And she tells the story of how Regina saved her life and how much it changed her as a person. And she's being very, she's being very like a nurse. Like she's, she's being kind, 
very straightforward and no no nonsense like this is what has to happen and then here i'm gonna tell you a story to distract you while i'm doing this thing that you're not gonna like yep um and i liked because she never mentioned who it was i didn't i mean in the sense of the narrative it makes sense that they would hold up so that regina could goof up Blow later. Cover. yeah but i felt it also made sense here yes like, she's not telling a story about the evil queen she's telling a story about herself yes and i liked that i liked that i liked this too and i liked it for a slightly different reason i just liked it because for the same thing that narratively this was giving regina a way to blow her cover but it was also a way to show that snow even though she is currently on the run and people are being hurt and 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 even snow she kind of alludes to a little bit but she's like no she just like super hated me because of some like mistake i made when i was in single digit age um is that even though she's so mad at this person and and snow is rightfully very angry with regina the evil queen the queen the whatever you want to call her she's still not talking shit about her behind her back Mm -hmm. she's not saying anything uh like to turn a phrase uh, out of pocket she's just saying a very she's saying the cold hard truth these are the facts of what happened and then you know regina tries to set her up to like shit on her a little bit being like what happened to this woman she's like oh she went away it's a very obi-wan kenobi darth vader thing you know your father Mm -hmm. died and was replaced by this person like hope this person comes back and which i believe snow at that moment truly believed just like i kind of hope that whatever you know it was all this very hippy dippy moment just like she's on a journey right now and i kind of just hope she finds her way to her goodness because that's snow white's through line is that there's goodness within people and that's what she believed which is why the hard right turn that happens here in a second is super weird but i also like regina's like shock that snow is capable of things she's like you don't know how to do any of that she's like yeah i do i was sat in a couple forests over i've been on the run for a little while i now know how to skin a squirrel in like five seconds it's all very winter's bone it's crazy um do you think that snow caught on that it was regina before the reveal or not because like snow seems to be a little suspicious of her at least like two or three times I think she probably I think she thought that something kind of smelled wrong because like she never asks this strange person what she was doing like why you were so ardently defending the queen and the treason because she had to have seen all that it's not like snow just ran in to stop a random you know execution that was about to happen she knew what was going on she was Mm -hmm. probably in the crowd somewhere so I think she probably knew that something was kind of odd but she couldn't figure out what and Mm. that's why she was able to kind of like boil it down so I'll give it that like I will say that she probably was just Maybe the beginnings of Emma's superpower that she passes on, uh, which, again, loved Snow's dunk on Emma later about that. She's like, it doesn't really work. (laughs) And Neil. (laughs) No one believes her. No one believes her anymore. Uh, And so, yeah, so they're like, well, we got to go, man. There's a lot of noise in the forest. We got to go before they catch us. I'm going to, again, leave this whole ass tent up uh, so that they can't drag it. It's fine. So they start walking, and then they have this really, like, stilted conversation about, well, you know, oh, I'm sorry. First Snow gives her a sword, and so Regina's like, hell yeah, I'm gonna run this bitch through. <laughs> Yay! Uh, you're arming me? Yeah, you're gonna be unsafe. And I think, again, that's one of those things that's really, like, odd, being like, why does this girl think that she's a prisoner? Yes, you were allowed to have a sword. Why would it be dangerous for you to have a sword? Hmm. 
I stay out of sword swing range with this one. Oh yeah, yeah. She walks a little. She walks a couple steps ahead. Yeah, and so she's just like, yeah, I don't know. I I do believe that they're still good in the queen. Like, but da 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 da. Then they walk upon what can only be described as a blanket of bodies for no murder reason. Pile. Murder pile. Not stacked. Not like in caches like there's not like a cache of bodies here and a cache of bodies there it's like they went through and systematically murdered everyone while they were standing next to each other and they all just sort of fell into each other in like a weave i i i have no words to describe why a why they thought this was necessary there was no reason they needed this many people to do this they could have just had like the village and like just a couple people dead strewn around this gives the impression that none of these people ran that they all stood there for their, like, who helped Snow White? And they all said no one. And then they just stood there and just got stabbed. They're like, well, we'll just stand here and take it. None of us will run. Yeah, there weren't that many guards. There no. were, like, four. It's just Greg. <laughs> Greg and his <laughs> homies. Derek and Greg and... Uh, Derek and, and Greg and, and, and Dominic. Oh, oh, yeah, Dominic. I love it. I love that his name was Dominic. Um, yeah, oh, I, so, I made and that then, up. <laughs> I don't know. I think his name was Dominic. He, he had, like, there were, like, two, like, odd place names, and then there was, like, a, a name similar to Dominic. I, now I'm mad that I didn't write them down. But that's when Snow takes this, like, really, and I understand, she's hit with grief um, that Regina also doesn't recognize. Like, I think it wasn't played correctly to the fact that, she, you know, like, viewing this many bodies in real life and knowing that it's your fault is going to cause you to say some odd things, um, mm-hmm. whether you believe them or not. And so Snow is just like, no, this is, she's evil. She's evil through and through. Like, I can't, nope, not even a little bit, not even a little bit. She, there, she's without saving. The person I knew is dead. And Regina outs herself by being like, but she saved you on a horse. And then just like in that like action movie standoff, she draws her bow and arrow. She's like, I never said it was the queen. Speak, woman. And she's also like so mad her form sucks because her elbow's like all the way in the sky. It's like. It is. What are you doing? Um, She has to put on a Joan Jet. Yeah. Regina Regina basically is just like, yeah, but you you said all those nice things. It kind of draws her sword, but then just like. Also does her little hand thing. Like she's going to start a fireball. She's like, bitch, watch. Oh, that's right. I don't have that. So I'm going to now run away. She, well, was she yells for Rumpelstiltskin and nothing happens. Also that happens. But she's also like all game or all talk because she told Rumpel that as long as she was within uh, reaching distance, she would just break her neck herself. And just like she's there several times. And that that moment, it is a bow and arrow. It is not a close quarter melee weapon. She has no shot. All you have to do is swing your hand. This is what's wrong. She needed to take some sort of combat class because literally, if you're only relying on magic, you don't know how to defend yourself in close quarters other than with fireball. Come on, Regina, let's learn some things. And so she just like straight up runs, runs farther away from a woman who can 100% hit her easier the farther she dro- the farther she runs. <laughs> the farther Regina runs, the easier it is for Snow to hit her with that bow and arrow. Like, what are you doing? Run on a zigzag pattern or something. Maybe she knows Snow's not gonna. I don't think she knew that. I think she was just, like, panicking. Because in this episode, like I said, not a single brain cell to, like, even juice up. Like, what are you doing? And Snow doesn't hit her. Snow doesn't take the shot. She is still good. Her heart has not been blackened yet. (laughs) Does not have a black spot on it yet. So she doesn't shoot her, obviously, because we have future scenes. 
Uh, cut to <laughs> Rumple's throne room thing or dining room or whatever that is. She's like, how dare you? I called you. Oh, yeah, honey, I didn't tell you I would come if you called. See, this is why you gotta listen more to Rumpel. Yeah. He's kind of a bastard. And he mentions Belle, you know, because he's just like, honey, do I know you? I already have a girl and she's doing okay. And it's like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so she gets turned back into Regina and she's like, Maha, I am no longer the queen. I am the evil queen. Burn me. Eva. It's like, everyone was already calling you the evil queen. You did, like, now that you're just fine with it, it changes nothing. No, other than the fact that now, other, other than that, Snow is now just matter. The only thing you do is you pissed off Snow more. Great. Awesome. Neat. She now thinks you're uncurable. Great. So I got to wonder, like, because, you know, the show is all about, like, explaining later events in yeah. later episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the beginning of the series, Snow was determined to, I believe, kill the queen. Or if not, just, like, make her completely defenseless, like, turning her into that little bug thing to squash her. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think this was the reason why? Kinda. I don't think it's the right. Like, I mean, I guess... Seeing an entire village that was mowed down by, like, by four dudes uh, named Greg uh, would definitely make you change your perspective a little bit. Uh, because, yeah, when she meets David, she's she's hellbent on, on kill slash squishing the queen. So, narratively, I guess it makes sense. I feel like I wished it would have been a little bit stronger for her to, like, or we would have seen her marinate the idea a little bit more and not do mm-hmm. such a hard 180. Um. I kind of wish she would just like have a, I don't know how this would have been told, but I just, I wish Snow would have come to that decision slowly over time. Not just like one dead village changed her entire perspective, but that does, um, again, it narratively does make sense with the fact that Snow's, Snow and the other Charmings, very fickle people, <laughs> very fickle with their belief structure sometimes. I, I, I feel like, there's 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 good potential in this whole this whole situation, but I feel like it was very poorly executed because it was way like you said way too ham fisted, way too like mm-hmm. ham, hammer on the head. I, I think that the whole in exchange between Regina and uh, Snow after coming across all the bodies, which side note, they did not have to get this gory with it, and I was a little bit disgusted by it. They could have had just the same creepy effect, if not more creepy, if they had been like. Take three people and kill them. Yeah. Just take three people from the crowd. You mm-hmm. know? You have the power to do that. Just take three people, random people from the crowd and kill them. And, and you know, <laughs> I say it's, you know, like put their bodies on the rack or something. Just, just serve again, in this example. Uh, this is why it doesn't make sense that she thinks that all the people love her. You just, again, you ordered an entire village mode down. Mm-hmm. People know those people. Like, in what reality do you believe that people are like, well, they hit snow, so obviously all 300 of them had to die. Clearly. What trade routes have been canceled? Why? Uh, <laughs> so, Queen Eva. Damn, damn it. You, damn you, Queen <laughs> Eva. Huh? Uh, but like Eva. I was saying, um, I, I think this could have been, like, the, once snow came across the bodies... The whole like this whole thing would have been so much better if she had just simply said, I take it back. Yeah. And that was it. Like she didn't need to go into a giant monologue about how horrible and evil Regina is. I feel like if she had just with a tear coming down her face, let Jennifer Goodwin do the acting she does best. And she just says, 
I take it back because Regina is going to know exactly what that means. And that's going to be even more devastating than just hearing over and over and over again. Like show don't tell. Don't. Yeah. Don't ham, but showing no telling is uh, something that is in short supply as we get further on this series. Well, I mean, so two things. One, I think there was a way that they could have done that more, ham- like in a ham-fisted way still that would have worked. Of mm. Snow doing her little telltale thing where she says questions while she's trying to figure things out. Be like, maybe she's not okay. Maybe she can't be saved. Maybe, like, that's, when you hear Snow start doing that, you know things are about to, like, it's just Snow starting to question and there's no one around her to, like, push her in the right direction, like, a you know, red or charming to be like, no, 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 back this way, back this way. Because, again, when Snow is left unchecked, she murders people's mothers. Uh, but second of all, um, I'm now relating, I can just circle back to everything. I've made a manager joke, I'm going to do it again, but let's circle back to the beginning part of this conversation about the Diablo Cody thing. They got really high on that first season and they knew they did a good job, so they just unchecked the second season and so much needed someone to go, what? <laughs> Hello, I have my hand up. Uh, please, please call on me. I have some questions about all of the lines in this episode. <laughs> Why did you describe a blanket of bodies? I don't, I don't like this. I don't know what it is. Why are they also all downhill? Like all of this is strange. Uh, because believe me, I also have a very big complaint about Captain Hook later and about how he was just standing with his back to the camera and not moving. I've got questions. <laughs> Let's go ahead and head on into Storybrooke because we have the recently apprehended Hook who is has been kidnapped by uh, Ethan Embry. I never bothered to learn his name. And Tamara... <laughs> He's just Ethan Embry. We can remember Greg's name, but we can't remember Ethan Embry's character name. (laughs) He's been in way more episodes than Greg has. I think Greg was the breakout star. Greg. R.I.P. Greg. Bring bring back Dr. Jekyll. Or bring back Dr. Hyde. And bring back Greg. (laughs) Justice for Greg. By the way, I legit don't know if there actually was a, a guard named Greg. I just like calling him Greg. I don't care. I'm I don't just care. making up a bunch of guard names because they're fun to me. And they're all just like generic dude names. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, Travis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dominic, Travis, uh, Derek, Derek and Greg. And Greg. What, what a lovely bunch. They listen, need a spinoff. Listen, Derek, Dominic, Greg, and Travis all 100% getting drunk and hitting on the ladies who tavern. 100%. That's what they do. All married at home, back home, but still be like, ladies, hi. He's like, oh, we can't flirt with them, but we're 100% going to. Like, there's a whole situation. Yeah, they're not, like, they're not being, like, like super creepy about it. It's a little creepy. But they they're love like, the attention. Like, Yeah. Yeah. They're they're playing with fire, but they they they're not going there. And out of their guards' uniforms, like they're still like you know they're decent looking dudes that yeah, are just like right. hanging out. And so they're ladies to tavern with their their bitchin' hair and their awesome nails. Like they look great. They're a couple mimosas in, ladies. Ooh, hi. Oh, my god. Oh. <laughs> I heard they work at the palace. Where the mouth? Oh, I wonder what they do. What if they cook? Ooh, I'd let them cook for me. Oh, okay. No more mimosas for you. No more mimosas. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, Hook is with Ethan Embry and Tamara, and uh, they want him to work for them because they are trying to find Ethan Embry's father, 
and also do another like super secret thing that Ethan Embry is like, I'm not going to tell you my super secret plan. That's a cliffhanger. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling anybody. It's Ooh. a secret. No one knows. Not even the writers. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Um, and so as they are getting ready to enact their dastardly plan, which doesn't really come to fruition until the very end, in which case it does a little bit because, uh, they, Hook is like, oh shit, gotta kill the crocodile all over again. They're like, we can help you with that. We've got a plan. Secret though. Meanwhile, uh, Regina, who, this was a detail I really liked. So, um... They're um, charming, and Snow are on a are on a bench at the pier with a blanket, like on a boat. It looked like yeah, it was, it was hot date night. Um, talking about going back to the enchanted forest and leaving Regina behind, and being like, "All right, the only way she can come is if she spends the rest of her life in jail." Why would she choose that, Beth? Why would it? You know what? Let's give her a choice. She can stay here without Henry or she can go back and live in a jail cell and also never see Henry. Those are her choices. I bet she's going to be super happy with both of them. Awesome. And it turns out she was listening in on that conversation because, you know, in the past she was told, oh, it's going to take you a long time to learn how to do uh, to, to do glamours on yourself. She's got a glamour to look like a hot fisherman. She, a hot fisherman. She looked like the guy that the kids ran over in. I know what you did last summer. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, sweeping. <laughs> uh, but no, this was a detail that I liked. This was a uh, this was a nice little show don't tell uh, mm-hmm. where it's like um, Regina at some point learned how to do it. She's because like screw it. If my mom can do it, I can do it too. So I like that. I thought that was cool. I did. Anyway, I agree. yeah. agreed. Agreed. Well, Regina is now, oh shit, my boy might be taken away from me forever and I can either uh, go to jail or never see him again. So um, bad choices. Um, So I'm going to go talk with my son. I liked this scene at first and then it went places. We just spiraled into what the hell territory very quickly. I like that she's like, I don't like either of those choices. I'm going to go think of a third worst scenario. <laughs> this was banana waffles. This whole, <laughs> it starts out so good. She's just like, hey, Henry, I missed you. I wanted to just come say hi. And Henry's like, hey, mom, I, was like, I miss you too. It's great to see you. And, and then she's just like, what if we could be together forever? And we'd be happy. She she was so smart at the beginning. She's like, look, they've been hiding magic beans from you. They are also lying to you. Great setup. 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So good. Then she does this. Yeah. (laughs) And she's just like, they all got to die. We're going to take this one. I got the one bean. We're going to go. Everyone here is going to die because I've got a super secret fail safe on my curse that I never talked about before now, but it's totally real. This is like charmed levels of bad MacGuffin. This is a horrible MacGuffin. There's a secret failsafe that she hid in Snow White's coffin. I I, I feel like I can get, I feel like I feel like the part about the MacGuffin failsafe, I don't hate as much. It's the part where it feels like two pages of Regina's script was just ripped completely out. Because she's like, honey, they're hiding things from you and they want to take you away from me. And I love you so much. I raised you and I can't stand the idea. I can be better. I promise that I can be better. And Henry, yes, 
I've been standing here staring at birdhouses like a lunatic. I agree with you. This is great. I'm so happy. Yes, mother. Let's do those things. Let's kill all of them, Henry. What? Like, he just, <laughs> she just, just 180, just uh, like her, her eyes flicker for a second. She's like, yeah, we're going to kill all of them. You and me, we're, we're going to go back to the, the, the Enchanted Forest and live the, our best life. All these people here, though, uh, a crater. It'll be a crater here. And I think my favorite line in the whole scene, um, because like Henry, he was doing all right in this scene. Like he's trying. It's yeah. this is not the best material to work with, but I loved his line read of why are you even telling me this? Yeah, it's it's like, like, I would be in the same boat. Why are you telling me? I was with you. I was going with you. You had me. I was like literally there. Like, what are you doing? I cannot even begin to explain to you why I'm so mad about what Regina does next. Because you mean the, the minor we never race, t- she like yeah. Why is this never brought up like I okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm up I'm keep manager talking right now. I'm gonna put a pin in this because I wanna know if this ever gets brought back because this is one hell of a spell to just be doing. Like yeah. we could do this all the time. Oh, you didn't like that answer? As a person who has social anxiety, I would do this constantly. Let me try again. Like, hold on. Nope, didn't say that. Let's forget what I just said. Hold on. Sorry, I told you too much. What the? What is this spell? Yeah, but I have to wonder how effective it actually was because then you get that scene later with uh, Henry and Emma where um, Henry just knows all this stuff. Like, he knows mm. about the bean field. He knows about... Uh, like all the all the weird things that she's like. How did you're a smart kid? How you, you just damn you just figured that out? I gotta wonder if like Regina's spell kind of buries the stuff deep down, doesn't get rid of it entirely. Mm, maybe and maybe it's gonna come out and surface later. Probably maybe. not, but I can hope. I mean, there's two options: a that's right, or b we're giving them way more credit than we're supposed to be. <laughs> But I um, like your theory. I like your theory. But let's look at this birdhouse some more, Henry. Like he's like an old lady in a retirement home. Let's stare at. Th- I bet the birds would love this. Nice. I think he made it. I, I there's fifteen the of them there. Why are we looking at all these bird? Well, Whatever. they're all his Whatever. school. They're for his school, and he made that one the best one. It's just the best one. It's, it's got a radio. The best player one. In it. It's got a CD player in it. Because it was made with love with the birds. Okay, Beth. All right. <laughs> Well, Snow White, this is the only thing that Mary Margaret knows how to teach these children is how to make goddamn birdhouses. So Henry probably has like 40 birdhouses by now. So if the kids are starting to get older now, how mad is the teacher right above like Mary Margaret? And just be like, these kids only know how to make birdhouses. They've forgotten how to read like a lot. (laughs) But they can build a mean birdhouse and they won't stop doing it. Math class, birdhouse. English class, birdhouse. (laughs) Well, meanwhile, Emma is... um, She's got her 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 uh, some stirring in her mind. She she comes across Tamara at Granny's and uh, is a uh, hot poised to have a conflict. Like she just doesn't trust Tamara. And no, to Tamara's credit, like I give her s- some credit and no credit because at first she is playing the part of the nice woman super well, and then it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Like. Tomorrow, like, the sheen kind of fades a bit. She's like, all right, I'm going to go. See you later. Bye. And then it turns into very passive aggressive, which, like, could be interpreted as Tamara recognizing that Emma 
doesn't like her and then be like, I see how this is. So yeah. bye. But on the other hand, we also know tomorrow is a uh, bad news bears. I like the idea that it's just, it's a little bit of both because I also believe a little bit of both about Emma. I believe mm-hmm. that she knows that something's wrong, but I also believe that Emma is a little messy. So, <laughs> so it one fuels the other. I'm not sure which way it goes, but one fuels the other. Same with Tamara. So Emma takes her information to Snow because Emma saw uh, Tamara with a sheet of paper with the, their real names and their fairy tale names. And this was very bad evidence because Neil rightfully breaks it apart in two seconds. Hey, she needed to learn the names of these people and who their, you know, fairy tale versions are. I was trying to be nice. Like, I get it. Um, but no, that's that's enough for Emma to assume that Tamara is up to no good because she lied because she has the power and it, and it went on and it worked and she lied. <laughs> and then Snow did the thing you were talking about that was amazing. It's like, oh, honey, I love you, but no. Yeah, mm, I don't know, mm. honey. When you get like mm. emotional, which I love that she's like, when you get emotional, which to me, like my first reaction was, is it like a period joke? Like, is are you PMSing, honey? You don't really like, but instead Emma projects it. I don't have feelings for Neil, honey. I don't think that's what she was. Imp- you know what? Maybe she was implying that. I don't even know. It was such a weird. It yeah. was a weird back and forth. I think it could have been worded a little bit better, but I I appreciated Emma being called out. Like this thing works fifty percent of the time, Emma. I don't think we should be relying on it and go breaking into hotel rooms. Perhaps your ally should be a ten year old. <laughs> and luckily, the ten year old was listening because he wasn't in the shower. He was getting yep. ready for Operation Praying Mantis because they are going to sneak into Neil and Tamara's room to find some evidence. This was bad plan. From beginning to end, horrible, bad plan. The thing I loved about this whole thing was the exchange. Well, the, the two the two exchanges, one between Emma and Henry, where he's like, how do I signal? Do I do a bird call? What's your thing with fucking birds, Henry? Um, no, no. Kick the door like like you're a kid being like, I hate doors. <laughs> so screw this door. It's doors is a barrier to other things. Oh, but I hate it. That interplay felt like it was partially improvised or altered in some way because it felt like that little exchange felt very natural in a way that the show often isn't. I think, and I agree with you because like, and I think I know what the other part of this is that you're going to mention is because I mm. felt like all three of them together is a good chemistry because yeah. like they've always like uh, Jennifer Morrison and I don't remember Henry's actor's name, but they've always, even as in like an adult to a child, they've always had like a very nice uh, like reaction to each other and like mm-hmm. had a good chemistry uh neil and henry they don't have like a lot of chemistry but like neil plays off of henry like an adult because obviously he doesn't know how to deal with children so like this next scene is i i also really liked it because when they were all together it just fit it fit nice Mm -hmm. like a nice little family and again i'm understanding the ship more and more as time goes on has not trumped my 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 emma hook one but we'll, we'll we'll see if we get there we'll see if we get there I mean, but that's you know, it doesn't have to. Obviously, we want to ha- obviously we want our ships to have a happy ending, and the one with Hook and Emma sails off into the sunset. Sails, uh, into whereas the Neil one crashes and burns because he doesn't make it. 
in the end. Anyway, yeah. So the other he part. Moved. So Emma moves to a farm upstate. What are you talking yes, about? He, he moves to a farm. <laughs> Um, he moves to a farm in the underworld, the purple-hued underworld. Anyway, so Emma is exploring the room, doing a very bad job uh, when she notices a creak in the floor and is like, this is a secret compartment. I'm like, no, it's an old motel. It's an old inn run by granny. It's going to have creaky floors. Oh, God. She My apartment found has super everywhere. creaky floors. What are you talking what? about? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, there's a creaky floor in this really old B&B. It's it literally probably installed because it's a and b If it's if your floors are not creaky in your B&B, you're being robbed. <laughs> uh, and then Neil comes up and uh, <laughs> he just does the worst door kicks. It's just like, doors, I hate them. They suck. And then, <laughs> and then Neil, oh, so this is the part. I loved it. He's like, fucking am I taught her that? Damn it. <laughs> I like that he screams her name before he even goes in. Emma, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, this is good, like, good family dynamics. Like, you have the really interesting family with Emma, Henry, and Regina. And then you have this other really interesting one with Emma, Henry, and Neil. There's just these really good, you know, they're really good as mother and son bringing in another person and creating something new and more and interesting in its own way. Not more interesting because... Emma and Henry just by themselves are also very interesting. No, and I agree. But I also I also really enjoy that, like, they did it a little bit in the first season. Like, they, they didn't do it too much, but a little bit where they gave Henry too much credit. Where it is one of those things that's really prevalent in, like, teen movies and stuff. Where they're, like, they're not teenagers. They're just, like, adults in teen bodies. Like, they're talking mm-hmm. in ways that teenagers just don't. And sometimes Henry does that. This scene was 100% what happens when your only partner in crime is under the age of 15. You are going, like, he is not going to be paying. Like, there's literally a scene of him, like, just, like, putting his foot one in front of the other. Because he's already bored. She's been in there for 15 (laughs) seconds. He is already bored and barely paying attention. Does not hear Neil coming in because he's so bored. That's my favorite. And the fact that she gave him very clear instructions of just, like, like, hit the door. Which, again, this is insane. But then he does it so bad. Like, yeah, your kid, ki- the kid cannot be the, the your your grand getaway partner. Caw, 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 he's coming. Like, what? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, the floorboard that definitely had a lot of hidden things in it. It did. And that it had nothing in it. And I this was also a really fun scene because and was like, no, trust me, tomorrow's bad news. And Neil says, okay, fine, let's let's check the floor. Let's check the floorboard. Let's do it. Let's have a party. And he's very bemused by the situation. Like, he's not, he's a little, he's annoyed. He's not angry, but he's annoyed, but he's also bemused because as much as he doesn't want to admit it, I think he's still intrigued by Emma. I don't think he necessarily is still in love with her. I mean, I think those feelings kind of come back. But I think Emma intrigues him and challenges him in a way that no one else has for a very long time. Like Tamara, he doesn't have these interactions with Tamara. That relationship is quote unquote normal, even though Tamara has this whole other level to her. But he and Emma, like, there's something there. They have kind of like a... I think I've used this word a bunch already today, but like they just do have a chaotic energy. Like Emma has, 
she she's got like and she's not a manic pixie dream girl but she does kind of have that energy about her which mm. you know if that's what you're into is great and i think that that's something that neil is kind of drawn to like i think like tomorrow was somebody that she she makes herself seem safer like she's she makes herself seem like the the, the person you can take to your parents like Oh no, I'm so great and I I'm so I'm 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 low key fashionable. I'm so you know, I'm beautiful, I'm everything, but like Emma's just like a basket case and has been a basket case since the moment he met her. Like this is just who she is and it's how she, oh, there's stuff under the floorboard. I have a superpower about telling lies. And even he dunks on her. No, you don't. It sucks. It barely works. What are you talking about? Um and I think I think Emma does remind him of like a, a time when he was a little more wild. Um, I think but he it also reminds sh- him of who he really is, like that part of himself he's yeah. been suppressing for a long time. And it's and and she knows it, and he doesn't have to make a list for her. She's already in it, ankle deep. On these are who my parents are. This is what's going on. Like this is this is something we relate to on a very fundamental uh, fundamental level. Like you know your trauma. I'm rooted in it. Like we can work through it together, kind of thing. So. I agree. I think that there's just a general, like a genuine connection between them uh, that Neil clearly likes, but you're right. I do like that. He's um, being very patient with her when in his mind, he's probably like, what in the hell? <laughs> she's got, she's lost her mind. It's under the floorboards. Neil, it's under the floorboards. If I find a heart under here, Emma, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> Well, they don't find anything, but that doesn't mean nothing's going on uh, because lo and behold, uh, Regina uh, comes across Hook, who has, uh, quote unquote, escaped. Well, he tells her, like, look, they want me to to formalize with you and betray you. Clearly, I'm not going to do that. Wink, wink. So I'm just going to be with you and not betray you and betray them. Hook is playing a really, really bad game. It's it's just the bad game all around or is it the greatest game? Because I'm pretty sure like he comes out ahead of everybody else. Listen, he's, she's not even paying attention because she's too busy worrying that hook is going to see the magic bean plant that she has under the hydroponics that is not hidden at all. Like she just keeps like darting her eyes to it. She's not listening to him. She's just like, don't look at the beans. Don't look at the beans. The beans over there. Don't look at them. Beans. Like, so she's like, yeah, cool, awesome. Uh, I love their exchange about Cora being dead. Oh, Cora's dead. Oh, sucks. She'll be so My condolences. Missed. Yeah. But you know what she would like? If you murdered everybody. Nice. Let's go on a mission together. I do think he genuinely did like Cora. They had a bond. They were together for a really long time. But he's also, like, using that energy against her. But I have a... Th- okay. We have to talk about this whole plan. But apparently. Okay. Okay. So they head down into the deep dark where Regina is going to go pick up her fail safe. And Mm -hmm. Hook is going to serve as a distraction for Maleficent, who is now turned into a Dementor slash one of the uh, one of the uh, mummies from the mummy. Anyway. Go, I just yeah uh-huh <laughs> which i liked the idea of it the design was terrible and also dear god poor maleficent oh, this woman does not deserve this she just no. wanted her dragon egg baby 
Oh, there's so much to unpack. We haven't even gotten to all of the extra trauma that Maleficent has had. Uh, but also, yeah, why did she look like one of the kings from Lord of the Rings? I have so many questions. But continue. Continue <laughs> about the plan. The terrible plan. So as they head into uh, into the caves, they go. They uh, they're walking through. Of course, duh. Yeah, my brain's fun today. Um, Hook is just walking with his arms like moving his arms very intently, so you can so his sleeves kind of bunch up and down. She's like, "What's that? What's that random black piece of fabric around your wrist? Oh, this." This is from your mom. Isn't it great? She gave it to me because we're soups close. Anyway. And she's like, I want it. I want this thing. I want it. He's like, no, you can't have it. It's special to me. It's my special thing. She's like, no, I want it. So he's like, fine, I'll give it to you. Here, Don't say I never gave you nothing. Well, it turns out <laughs> it's the magic cuff of science. I have so... <laughs> Many questions. How? Why? Is it? Is it made of vibranium? I have so many questions. Like they don't explain any of it. It's just a. It's made of science, and the science is holding back your magic. You gonna tell me why? I will not. Fantastic. Great. Awesome. And I'm I'm with you there. My big question is, how did this plan work? It hinged on Hook having a very nondescript magic cuff on his wrist, Regina seeing it, wanting it, and taking it. I don't, like, this, it's, it's, it feels like the, the writer's we're writing something that the characters wouldn't have been able to do. No, this was definitely like, in terms of convoluted plots, this is one of them where it's just like, this would be like, a, I'm just trying to imagine what the scene would be. Would the scene be them being like, what you're going to do is you're going to put this cuff on the outside of your leather trench coat. Oh, right. And I also don't think he said that Cora made it. I think she just recognized that Cora made it. Am I wrong? Like, I feel like she was like, my mom made that. Like, she just like was like, my mom, my mom did that. Or maybe he told her. I, I don't remember, honestly, because I was so blown away by the fact that he was wearing a cuff on the outside of his leather jacket. Yeah, but they're uh, both black. So you can't like, I, when I barely saw his wrist. I'm like, what, his arm? But I do like it that he was just like. We should go over there. It was like pointing with it, like basically under her nose. Anyway, oh, like, oh, like, uh, stretch. Uh, look at it. Like he'd been probably like stretching the entire way down the street, like trying to get her to look at it. <laughs> anyway, uh, have you seen the gym? Is it over there or over there? Um, yeah, like the whole thing is just hinged on her putting that on. Like, is there yeah. a backup plan? Did he explain, hey, you need to put this on? And this is what it'll do. But I hope he also explained how the magic cuff worked the same way he explained it to Regina. Because I just want to hear him telling that to Hook. Well, how does it work? Well, it uses all the best science and magic to suppress every bone in her body. From a cuff? Please explain to me how. Like, I don't think Hook would try to explain it. but I, Or ask how. But I have, like, I wish they would have explained it better. Like, oh, I got this from... 
I, a tarot card reader in the Lower East Side. I got this from some, it suppresses magic. Glad to see that it works. Like any other explanation would have been better than it's a super magic cuff full of gears and science. Yeah, I mean, the, the show has delved before into the magic versus science dichotomy, uh, you know, most notably with Dr. Frankenstein. Um, but this, it didn't work the same here because, like, with the whole Dr. Frankenstein thing, they actually spent time exploring and attempting to explain how one thing could work in the realm of the other. Like, that was the whole point of each episode was using magic to enhance science or using science to enhance magic. But but here it's just like, it's it's science that suppresses magic. Don't ask anything about it. It's, you know, it just, it just works. And that's like, I think in the end, because the, 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 this is not the, the Magic Cuff's first appearance on the series. That honor goes not to the, last. the whole Beanstalk thing. Definitely not the last. But I consider this the first true debut of the Magic Cuff. Because in the last time it came about, it was actually pretty well explained. And it also had some fun twists and turns because that's how Korra rolls. But this is the Magic Cuff that we have come to know and love. The Magic Cuff that can do anything and never makes sense. Well, because it's full of uh, vibranium gears of science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and, pulsating and- with science. Yes. Like, I also like that Regina didn't ask any questions or notice that something was wrong. Like, if something starts suppressing her magic, like, when Rumpel and Regina got their magic back, they could feel it. Like, I've, I I, mm-hmm. feel like I remember them scenes of them just being able to, like, taste it. Like, just, like, feeling the electricity burst through their body. So, it being shut off would have been an event. Like, clapping it on, being like, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, like, like suddenly a bunch of zits appear on Regina's face because she was like casting some sort of illusion quietly to make sure that no one knew she was breaking out. Uh, like, oh no, what happened? Um, but yeah, this, this, this whole explanation was just so elementary. It was just like, what is it? It's science. Well, how does it work? I'm not telling. Yeah, and then this is where, because we get Ethan Embry and Tamara, and they're in the room with Hook, and there was Hook was like, I was playing the long game the whole time. Triple imposter. I'm pretty sure the guys, I'm pretty sure all of this just happened as it did, and then Hook was like, he saw Tamara and Ethan Embry, he's like, no, no, I was working with you all along. I'm pretty sure he was just betraying whoever he could. He was like, in the paintball episode of Community, where, yeah. where Chang is like just kind of running from each group being like, oh, can I form an alliance with you? Can I form an alliance with you? I think he's just running from room to room seeing who's going to uh, do an alliance with him. Like, mm-hmm. Hook has no plan, but it all Hook works out as Hook just wants to see who plan. ends up on top. Hook just wants mm-hmm. to know what's going on. Like, if Regina would have blown that cuff off because it didn't really work, Hook would have been like, haha, I'm glad I teamed with you. Like, it's the perfect crime. You just side with, like, you pick a, pick a point where you declare yourself on one side or the other and you just hope you picked right. Um, cause I, I mm-hmm. yeah, it, this whole thing, again, a convoluted plot, but again, if anyone was going to have a magic cuff of science and math, uh, it was going to be the guy that's girlfriend took out a dragon with a taser from her bag. So, and a, and a fully wooden man. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and uh, apparently magic. they have more in store for Storybrooke than just trying to find Ethan Embry's dad. 
But what is that plan? He's not telling. It's a super secret, you guys. It's so secret. It's so secret it's and definitely thing. it's an amazing plan. It's an amazing plan that he's definitely thought out. Uh, but also has nothing to do with Regina's failsafe. Because they also don't know about that. So she's just walking around with like some sort of like doomsday button. In her yeah, pocket. and so I genuinely have no idea. I mean, th- shit's going down. We got two episodes left this season, and um, second star of the right, and straight on till morning. Uh, those hmm. are what that's what those are called. Uh, huh. So obviously, we're where are we going, guys? Uh, yeah. It could be anywhere. It could be yeah. anywhere. I have no idea. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's an absolute mystery. And so that was season two, episode twenty, the evil queen Eva, and. <laughs> So I was fine with this episode when I was watching it. Having talked about it, I kind of like it less. So, and I talked about this when we first did the show, like the first run of the show. And now I've been, I've said it a couple of times. The show definitely has uh, like sine waves of how it, um, how it does its episodes. So like last week was the Beauty and the Beast, uh, Lacey and think whatever. So it's like mm, bad to us. To us it was bad. I don't know. I I still not sure how everyone else felt about it. Uh, but like this one was definitely like the middle. Like because mm, again, as I've always said, they know how to end a series. Like mm-hmm. they know how to start it and they know how to end it. And they sort of just like. Mm, and at this point, knowing what we know now, we didn't know this before, but we know it now. Uh, we're, we could just call it like games of Th- Game of Thronesing it, Games of Throning it, Game of Thronesing it, Attorneys General. I don't know um, because it's the I know where all the chess pieces are supposed to land. We just need to kind of get them there. So we'll get to the ending, but we're gonna kind of mm, to get there. It's not mm-hmm. going to be satisfying, but we're going to get there. And that's that's where I think that we're at. Because it's a, we need to just make sure these things are in place by the second to last episode. Because then then that's when the fun stuff happens. It's just not going to get there in a satisfying way. Yeah. And it's, I mean, always good to see more Lana Perella. Like, she's fabulous. She knows the queen inside and out by this point. It's just, they make her do things that are outside of the character's comfort zone uh and outside of who the character, the character. is yeah. yeah and and i kind of have to wonder if like lana knew that a little bit and that's why she was acting weird because this was not the regina that she knows well yeah like i mean you can act as regina if you get the right stuff but when they start like throwing weird like if they just started throwing her like the script to anchorman like she could only do so much with it you know what i mean like uh, i'd love to see regina as anchorman oh god that'd be so funny uh but but like respect is like and i want to mention knife i think i forgot to talk about it when it happened but when he immediately put her in like the rags and she's looking in the mirror at herself. You can see Regina in the rags. And she still is like holding herself. Even under all of that fabric. Under everything. She mm-hmm. still has the heavily ax- like heavily affected voice the way she she does. She's still just like... If she walked up to me like that and started talking to me like that, I'd go fetch her something. Like, what do you need? Like, I don't believe the clothes that you're wearing. Because <laughs> the voice and the energy that you're projecting to me right now does not match what's going on visually. And I believe that over what I'm seeing visually. And that's what she did. She was so good at it. She pushed through a very, very heavy costume. And mm-hmm. that's that's a whole thing. 
10 out of 10. Um, yeah, I mean, when, I wanna... when, they, when they saddle you with white dreads, there's uh, there's only so much you can do. But <laughs> she's just sure, like, I gotta act. It. I gotta act really good with my face so no one looks at my hair and has a very uh, hard conversation that is very weird and, and divergent. And, oh my god. Ugh. Um, <laughs> by the way, have you is it our like have you watched any of Women Who Kill? No, but I know she's in it. Uh, so is Jennifer uh, Goodwin. Uh, I've heard just great things, and I think I saw a commercial for it where you hear Lana talking, and I'm like, <gasps> I want, <laughs> I need to consume it, please. Well, I mean, it seems fitting because we've got a woman who kills a lot in this episode. Uh, no, no, she does uh, gets other people to do her killing. <laughs> Which is, you know what? You know what? That's what Snow did. <laughs> so Derek's and Greg's who kill. Derek's and Greg's who kill. Damn it, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Time. That was season two, episode 20, The Evil Queen. Uh, we want to give a special thank you to our wonderful uh, Snow Queen patrons. That would be Daisha Thompson, Lindsay Alice Halleck, Ryan Gregorikos, Christina, Erica Farrow, Nicole, Paul, Samantha Hosel, and the salt in our stars. Thank you so much for supporting us on uh, on Patreon. You guys are amazing. Uh, we are actually working on our next Patreon exclusive episode, uh, which is going to be about women who kill, talking about the evil queen rising again along with snow, because I'm very curious to see how the two of them are in 2020 2021 like i'm just fascinated to find out how their dynamic is now uh you can of course support us on patreon that is patreon.com slash oua timing you can subscribe to us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash oua timing find us on twitter at oua timing i am personally at beth elderkin i am at just underscore abby and I was pulling a bit of a Shatner just then, but that's okay. I we will be it. back in two weeks with season two, episode 21, second star to the right, which leads us only to one thing. We're going to Arendelle! Yay! Yay! We're going to learn the sword fight, finally! Let it go, let it go, we're going to fight. Uh, <laughs> Bo Peep the mob boss. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't I'm wait so for that to, to come back. I just Guys, can't wait. I uh i have so i i like i'm excited for these next two episodes but i'm so excited to delve into season three guys i can't even explain it like i well thank you so much everyone for joining us and abby we will see you next episode see you beth <laughs>